let's begin. Blank paper and pen, stories to tell, battles to win. Deep breath and count to ten. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. This Leroy Barber and, uh, you know, Sit Up Podcast. Uh, y'all know, uh, if you don't know, we do a podcast called Sit Up Podcast. This is Andrew Morgan, the producer of the Sit Up Podcast. And uh, we, every now and then, do a live show uh, to kind of shout out the folks, mix it up a little bit uh, online, get some folks chiming in. Um, and it's always fun to do. And, uh, y'all know, part of the Sit Up Podcast is we talk about sports. So, yes, it's our uh, favorite thing. Yes, sir. You know, the S stands for sports. So Sit Up Podcast coming live and talking about sports, which is a big topic of this podcast, uh, because tonight is game four of the finals, uh, NBA finals, for those of y'all that, that are not as heavy in the sports. Uh, the NBA is in its final uh, couple games. <laughs> and... Uh, uh, I know I got some folks out there that love the Warriors, and uh, I have been on record as saying, you know, Kawhi Leonard is going to take it to the Warriors. And so, so far, um, uh, I think I'm looking good, right, bro? Yeah, yeah I mean, I can't, I can't yeah. argue with you. Yeah, I'm I wouldn't, looking good. But yeah, I'm looking good right now. now <laughs> and my my daughter keeps calling me senile online, bro. Like. You know, yeah. So uh, that's all right. She she wanted she wanted these warrior groupies. So um, <laughs> they got them all over the place. You know, Rosalie out there, Rosalie Harden. Uh, you know, she from the Bay Area, lived out in the Bay Area. Uh, uh, Michelle Lang. You know, she out there. So oh, what's up, Michelle? Uh, all right, Michelle Lang. She's a, one of the warrior folks, along with my daughter. Um, uh, and you know, I got folks that I mean, folks I know down the Bay Area. Mike McBride. And all y'all, you know, look, I'm sorry, but uh, it looks like it may just be a wrap, you know. Um, we'll see what Clay does tonight. If Clay can give y'all a little bit of game, y'all might make it a series, but y'all ain't winning the series. This thing might go seven, but y'all ain't, yeah, it, it just ain't. Sorry. Um, Anyway, uh, I want to talk about, you know, sit up. We like we like getting some stuff mixed up and going. So um want to know what y'all think about the owner that pushed a player the other night. Um, uh, Michelle, Michelle, I ain't out there talking trash, y'all. Like, I... I I, yeah, I'm a Sixers fan, first of all. Philadelphia, Philly, you know, <laughs> Sixers fan. That's who I am. So um, that's opposite of LeBron James and in L.A., in Cleveland, in Miami, or wherever else he want to go, uh, and uh, uh, your Bay Area squad folks. So um, that's first of all. And, uh, you know, I, I'm just tired of the Warriors, man. Like, look, come on. Somebody else need to win this thing, and Kawhi is just the right man to do it. <laughs> uh, what y'all gonna do? What y'all gonna do with Kawhi if he goes to West Coast and team up with somebody, and y'all ain't even gonna be the number one team? Y'all might not make the finals. <laughs> oh man, uh, Kawhi team up with somebody, team up with LeBron. Y'all ain't even gonna make the finals. You know that, right? That's yeah. true. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, so, bruh, yeah. this owner that pushed Kyle Lowry uh, in the stands the other night at the game, yeah. 
Um, and you know they keep downgrading it from part on from minority owner to majority investor. Like there's all these different terms that are being thrown out to not make it seem like an owner touched a player. Right. Right. And and so he pushes he pushes Kyle Lowry. He gets kicked out, and then. Uh, they're downplaying it, but I heard a good point a few minutes ago. Like, if that if Lowry would have swung on that dude, yeah, who who would be in trouble? Right, Lowry. Lowry and, yeah. would be at, like, dude would not be finishing the finals and might be out for next year, right? Yeah, if he would have swung back on that dude that pushed him, right? Y'all know that. Y'all know if that black man would have swung on that white owner, it would be over. But he just gets, oh, he won't be back at games, you know, for the rest of the season, yeah. which is only, it might be just two left. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, like, that, I want to take that seriously. Like, um, folks think they can do what they want to do to these players. Um, and uh, then they get away with it, get a slap on the hand. But if a, if a player as much as looks aggressively at a fan, touches yeah. a fan in any kind of way, that player um, is going to, is going to be going to be banned. We know this happened with, uh, with Ron Artest, right? Yeah. Um, he got thrown out. What is a year? Yeah. And, and there's a, I know like you were saying earlier, like Rick Barry has gone on record as saying that race has nothing to do with this. This is just one idiot fan. And every time that a fan does this, race doesn't play a role, but it's just one idiot fan. Like that right. this is the the right. consent, this right. is the narrative that they want us to kind of follow. But there is a trend of it being typically white fans that are coming after black players right. are saying some of these things. So there is a pattern there that suggests that it's a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and so yeah, yeah, you you know the double standard. So then there's all this whole conversation about the term owner, right? And and players going, hey, can we find something else to cut? Like, yeah, let's find some new language besides owner. When what in the NBA? What's the percentage? Like eighty percent of the league is yeah. African American, at least. Yeah, it's I, high. It's I was, yeah, if 80%. the number's lower, the other part is made up of of European right. players, right? You know, like right. it's. So because of that, they're like, let's let's think about this term owner when so much of the league is African-American. Right. Let's let's think about what we're doing. And folks still, you know, Rick Barry this morning, like, oh, he just goes off on a radio this morning, an interview about how ridiculous it is. Like, this is this man's company. He owns it. It's an owner. It's got nothing to do with slavery. Like they have no clue. Right. Yeah. Of. Any other race and cultural foundations and understanding of this country and how those things still play out in language that 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 affects behavior even today. Right. Yeah. And so um, the players saying they want to think about a new term besides owner makes sense. Right? Yeah. Uh, but this guy who played in the NBA who's probably still making money because he played for the NBA. Yeah. A white dude like is. All up in arms and aggressively up in arms. Yeah. Like, uh, no, he he's not hiding that the fact that he thinks that's ridiculous. Yeah. Which shows me that he doesn't even understand why that even would come up as an issue. Right. I don't know what y'all think about about the term owner 
uh, when it comes to sports, especially a sport like basketball that's so overwhelmingly African-American. Yeah. Football is overwhelmingly African-American as well. Yeah, I, I'm not um, comfortable with Jerry Jones being called an owner yeah. <laughs> at all. Like, you know, bro, why you got it? Why? I was just pointing it out. You know, I saw the star yeah, back yeah. there and I just I just went for it. I the just, cowboy uh, hate, the cowboy hate. You know, just but no, it's, it's just, Jerry, it's Jerry Jones hate, not right. not so much cowboy. Okay, hate. okay, all right, all right. He don't want Jerry Jones being called an owner, right? He just happens to own the Cowboys. That's all. <laughs> just so happens. That's yeah. Okay. All right. But yeah, no, their pattern of behavior exhibits the same pattern of behavior that you know what we what we see in the history books. So mm-hmm. it is a disturbing trend, you know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting also to ask the question. What would happen when, you know, if this owner was black and he does this? And then it goes back to the incident earlier this year with Michael Jordan, where he popped one of the rookies in the back of the head a -hmm. few times. And people were upset and said, now, had this been a white owner, this would have been a whole different story. But Jordan got a slap on the wrist. So is this a double standard? I hate to be that, you know, like be devil's advocate here. But it's like, is there a double standard there? And if so, is it justified? So I I think there's a cultural standard, yeah. right? Like there is a there is a cultural kind of understanding, right? That people don't always always yeah. see in a positive light, right? Like I don't know about y'all, but mom, this the back of this head has been smacked many times, right? Um, which today. Like people would think my mom is some kind of abuser if we walk them through the store and she <laughs> smack smack me upside the back of the head, right? So there is some cultural difference yeah. in understanding there. And and yes, like that could be, yes, abusive. And we wanna we, we wanna acknowledge that. But there's also some points in that that people just don't uh, don't understand nor want to understand the cultural connection yeah. to that. So um so yes, Michael Jordan doing it. Looks, looks, it's problematic to some degree, but it's also we got some cultural understanding yeah. that people. Well, because you got to believe that right? that kid's in the league off of just Michael Jordan almost co-parenting this kid, right. probably. Right. You know, every basketball player looks up to him, so he's instantly put in a father figure right. position. Right. So you get that. But like you said, a lot of people don't want to, no. they never want to get that intimate with someone else's culture. Right. Right. It's all about you conforming to our culture. But right. and and I'll I, I just bring that up just to say, get ahead of that ahead of time, mm. because mm-hmm. what this guy did is totally different by reaching over and making a point to put his hands on a player that's not on his team. Well, and to put his hands on a player where he knows the rules. Yeah. He's an owner. He knows you are not allowed to touch a player. Right? Yeah. The moment you touch a player, the NBA actually has a zero tolerance rule. If I touch a player that I shouldn't, I'm banned for life from the NBA. I can't go to another NBA game. Right. Right. But if it's an owner, like all of a sudden uh, they they, you know, they they get a pass of some sort. Yeah, it's an interesting thing, man. It's, It's a lot. It's a lot to unfold with that. You got a question. So, yeah. So um, I got a question about like uh, about Jared Kushner. I brought up some concern that uh, we minimize real racism when we over race things. Right. Like like uh, that if we bring race up too much. Right. We minimize real racism. 
I don't. What do y'all think about that? What you think? What you think about that, bro? Like, I, I ain't. I'm not. I don't believe the hype. Don't. <laughs> I'm not biting on that one because uh, if uh, we, because that's just another tool to try to silence people, right? On right. some things, like so. What's the standard of real? So, it, what's the standard of real racism according to Jared Kushner? Right. Right. You well, know, or, or anyone, but yeah. Well, it's 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 a point to say. Yeah. Right. Like. Basically, I, here's my interpretation. Us white folks don't want to hear about that all the time. Yeah. And if you keep bringing it up to me, I'm going to go silent to it. And that's going to harm real racist stuff that happens to say that some of these things aren't real racist things. The pro- that's the problematic thing for me to get that angers me is the factor that you've actually ranked somehow in your mind. You can part like this is real racism. Uh-huh, uh-huh, this is uh-huh. fake racism. Right. Like right, right, as right, though it right. doesn't affect a person. Exactly. Like so if you touch my daughter's hair, that's not real racism. <laughs> yeah. But if you call me the N-word, that's racism. Right. Right. Exactly. And it's like, right. no, bro, both of them are the same. <laughs> yeah. Don't touch my child's hair right. and don't call me the N-word. Right. right they're they're right. only the same they level. Both, they, right, 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 right. But according to Jared Kushner, don't bring up the hair because yeah. you need to keep some, you need, <laughs> you need to be able to say if somebody calls you an N-word that that I need to hear that. Yeah. Right? So he's, I need he's, to deal with that. He's giving me tips, you know, advice on how to like save up my racial, my black right, card equity, right, like how to right, be able right, to use right, it right, properly. Right, yeah. Right. Don't use the race card too much, even though you live it every single day. Don't bring it up too much so that we as a white community can uh, can keep ourselves attuned to pipe in when we really need to, right? Like that's kind of like is anyway. So I do want to. I do want to. What if we flip that? We flip that, right? Let's let's be fair. This is sit up podcast, and we yeah. actually try to try to bring both sides. So say say if you're if you're Lowry, right, right. and that was a black owner. That pushed you like that. Yeah. Would you have raised the same stink? What y'all? What y'all think? Do y'all think if a black owner would have pushed Cal Lowry, would he have said? Would he have gotten that owner kicked out the way he did this guy? What do you? What? What? What y'all think? Like we got? Let's 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 do the sit up podcast thing and look at the other side if we can. You know, and, and to be honest, when I when I think about that, the initial thing is. Because we're in such a, there's not many of them. Uh-huh. You begin to picture who who potentially it could be. Uh-huh. So you start uh-huh. thinking of your Bob Johnsons and all your different people who who've been in those positions, and you almost say no just because it's notable. Like mm-hmm. when a Jay Z's on the sideline, uh-huh. if he pushes you, you're cool. Almost like, and it's a totally separate issue, but it's mm-hmm. almost like how Drake is allowed to cross a particular line uh-huh. as a fan uh-huh. Uh-huh. who you know works, but. You do it because of the familiar the familiarity and you know that they're not expressing a sense of supremacy over uh-huh, you. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know that there's not a racial undertone, so there's a little less offense there. Right. And I guess what I'm and it may sound bad, but you've got to face the reality that African Americans are always kind of living under that tension that we're looking to see is there a racial undertone behind your actions? Because gotcha. Gotcha. Typically, uh-huh. there is. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So, so uh, for those who are just jumping on, good to see y'all. We're talking about um, uh, the owner who pushed an NBA player last night in a game or two nights ago. And uh, the rule that the NBA has is if you touch a player like that, you're banned for life. But this owner didn't get banned for life. He only got kicked out of the, for the rest of the season. 
And so they may have updated that, but that was the original uh, uh, penalty. He wasn't going to be able to come to games for the rest of the season. Um, and so we're debating whether, it, you know, this white owner pushes a black player, he gets a hand slap. If that, on, if that owner was black, would there be something different happening? Even would the player have taken it the same way if it was a black owner? Say if it was Jay-Z that pushed, that pushed him like that. And I mean... Truth is, there's probably there's probably a little bit different cultural aspect to that. Yeah. Of what how that could be interpreted, right? Uh, so it, so uh, it's just fascinating in how um, what we what we see in the world of sports uh, and how we see like the society's racism in general played out in front of us in sports. Yeah. Right. Um, and it is, it's fascinating. It's why we talk about sports, uh, in, in conjunction with all these other systems of injustice and, uh, and all these things that we talk about, uh, on a sit up podcast, which, which then raises this question of the term ownership and the player saying they want this term ownership be a, like to be looked at because most of the league is black players. And does that really, what does that signal? What does that say? Uh, and then one prominent uh, old school white NBA player thought that was the most ridiculous thing he's heard and went off about on the radio this morning. And I think, so, in respect, and you know, I think that that's his truth. That is mm-hmm, like absolutely mm-hmm. It is probably the oddest thing in the world that someone brought up race to Rick Barry. Like he uh-huh, he can't uh-huh. see that because uh-huh, that's a world uh-huh. when you live in that world, apathy it blinds you to the point where you just don't mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you don't have the opportunity to see it, you know, right, as much. Right, and I, right. I think that has a lot to do with why he hasn't gotten some of the things he wanted to have. He's wanted to be a coach, right. but he's also been known for being insensitive to right. the current climate of NBA players. Right. And that's just a nice way of saying he's racist. Yeah. Or, you know, like, you know, you might end up in a P.J. Car- Carlissimo incident right, again, right, you know. Right, so the league is good about keeping certain types of players mm-hmm, at a distance mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that they recognize, mm-hmm, you know, like, we don't want this type of involvement. Mm-hmm, it took mm-hmm. Tim Hardaway years to get back into the league in a positive way because of his anti-LGBTQIA, you know, right, statements. Right, right. And still you won't see him as a head coach true, anytime soon, true, true, you know. True. So yeah. it's all about it's some of its PR. But, yeah, I, I, I really think Rick Barry in his heart and mind – is confused as to how race plays a role. And I think he's going to go to sleep tonight still confused. All right. So, so do you, and this is a question to throw out too. Like, are, are, are white people in general this blind to race? Like when they, when they see race brought up in this way, it floors them. They can't believe that this is about race. No way. And they make statements and go crazy. Like our white people are, are that like in general, not cause not all white people do this. Are they that blind to it? Like, seriously, what are you, are they that blind to this idea? I think there's so many people who were raised under this idea that colorblind is a good thing. You know, like this idea that I don't see color. Mm-hmm. And I think some people really honestly make conscious efforts to say that they don't see it, you know, and try to live by it. But I think in the back of everyone's mind, you see injustice. I think you have to see it. You have to see it on some level. Like, I don't buy that it's completely, you can be that blind to it. They're totally blind. They totally, yeah. like... Anyway, that's just a question, right? That's just like, how can you not see this? How can you not make those connection points, right? Are you just giving me a line? Like, come on. 
You now, can't see this. And as because as a black man, like the way within my family, I always have to coordinate making sure that we're not overly sensitive, but we are still bold about pointing it out. Uh, uh, uh. Because I do understand that there could be something like sometimes it's just, oh, that's just their ignorance. And but there, but it is there. Uh-huh. And it, to know that I feel a burden to have to live with it. It goes back to like our first episode of Sit Up mm-hmm. Podcast. Mm-hmm. Why are black people so nice? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, it's this whole burden that sometimes you feel like you have to bear for the end for the individuals on the other side. Cause it's like they're not paying any attention to it. But I'm always having to pay attention to it. I'm always having to point it out right. and be that voice that says, hey, this is this is a real thing. So I don't really feel guilty about having to point this out as being yeah. an incident that has a racial undertone. Yeah. I yeah, don't think, yeah, you know, like yeah. this guy, he could just be literally, I think that's the awareness that you have to have because that's part of like being above reproach. You have to mm-hmm, understand mm-hmm, when you understand racism actually exists, then you are sensitive to the factor that it's like, maybe I don't put my hands on Cal Lowry as a owner outside of he's a human right, and I don't right. put my hands on other humans. Right. But I especially, as a owner, uh-huh. don't put my hands I on players. Right, right. Like that helps. You may be sit. You may cause you to sit uncomfortable, feel guilty, or whatever it might be for a season in your life. But it will make you a better person. I think if this man was paying closer attention to uh-huh. race, uh-huh. he doesn't make the decision that he made the other night. So, 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 what do y'all think? And t- like, this man is obviously wealthy. Right? Yeah, he owns part of the team. Right. He is sitting on the front row of a game, right? So, like, like that's where wealthy people sit. Do you think part of him, like, when I can put my hands on this player if yeah. I want to? Yeah. Do you, do you think, like, I, think that's I don't a, know what y'all think, but do you, do you? Yeah. I think that's a privilege that comes with wealth. And now I'm only speculating because I don't have right. that kind we of We can't wealth. read his mind. But. but I think that that is a privilege. And I think it may even go beyond it may go beyond race. Uh-huh. I'm not sure. Uh-huh. But I mean, you know, but it could just be a wealth issue where he just feels like I've got money. I can buy my way out of it uh-huh. if I want to. And I think being a owner makes you feel that you own a piece of what's of the product that you're there for. Right, right. So he didn't. Con- so he did. He's not a consumer. He never purchased the ticket. That's so true. in his mind, That's he's true. like. He I'm here watching yeah. over yeah, things yeah, yeah, yeah. and I got this. right. Yeah, I have yeah, the yeah. right to do this. I think he thinks that. Uh huh. Uh huh. Well, so Michelle's chiming in and said he 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 said he was sorry, right? He's embarrassed and he's sorry. Um, and I love that question, Michelle. Is that enough for y'all? Like, is that enough, Kyle Lowry? The dude said he was sorry. He's embarrassed. I apologize. What do you think? I, I'm I'm on the side of LeBron James. It's not enough. Ah. Now LeBron's a player. I'm not. Uh-huh. I'm just uh-huh. a fan. Uh-huh. As a fan. Uh-huh. I'm coming from two angles of people who, if I'm a fan and I'm the fan in Utah, uh-huh, whose uh-huh. name was made public and he's been banned from all NBA games from now on from his interaction with uh-huh, Russ uh-huh, this year. Uh-huh, uh-huh. If I'm that fan, I'm suing. <laughs> that, that makes sense, right? <laughs> because, right? So, like, you got to be even across the board because I get he may not have purchased right, the ticket right, right. and he's not a typical fan, but he's in a fan seat. But that fan's out for life. That fan, that fan can't come back to an yeah. NBA game so, at all. Yeah, I'm, I'm headed to court with this. I'm armed with this. <laughs> right. Still may never right. walk into right. a game again, but right. I, I'm, I'm arming myself up with this and I'm going to court. Right. And, so so let's flip it, right? Let's do the sit-up thing, right? Like, So is it too much that if somebody gets banned for life? I think I think it's fine just based off of the factor that it's... it's 
I, I think life is is against my core belief system. Like I do believe in redemption, uh-huh, uh-huh. but I, I also feel like it's a game, and you have a. It's not even goes into rights and privileges. This is a game. Like, uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah, if you misbehave, you break that rule. It's not going to kill you to never watch the game again. Like, you, it, it's not taking anything away from you. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You're not losing any money. Right. Just walk. You know, if they don't want mm-hmm. you there, they don't want you there, and that's. Yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah. Like you, we don't own sports teams right, like in that right. way. Yeah, I, I I want the person to own it. Like I agree, Michelle. I want the person to own it, right? Uh, if that means he's out for a year, he's out for a year, and he can come back. Like I'm not about lifetime ban. Like, yeah. To me, that that's too far for a fan, even right. Yeah. You're out for the next year, man. You gotta you gotta learn and control yourself. Even if you want to, like. Have them do some NBA, you know, volunteering, whatever. Yeah. Like, um, but but ban for life. I I I'm I'm not a huge fan of that. I am a fan, however, of of players that are involved in in um, domestic abuse. Yeah. That they don't play in NFL. You like that they don't play in these spaces. They can come back. Maybe they can do something else later. But to for us publicly. Like to be able to endorse you to make hundreds of millions of dollars is what we're actually doing. Yeah, I don't endorse that if you if you if you hit a woman. Well, and I I, I, I kind of yeah. draw the line there, like because I, I feel like there's plenty of men who never put their hands on a woman woman who work every single day and and who don't who don't have the access to what you have. Yeah. So I do have a little bit of a that that may not be consistent. Yeah. But I do feel that way. So for me, with that issue, with the NFL, I'm in agreement in the sense that the NFL could also be one of those things that kind of adds to it for what we know now with CTE and all these other things Mm -hmm. to continue to put someone in that same situation that's helping cause some of those things. It's like he's rich. He's got all these situations coming at him. Uh It's time to remove him away from all those exterior, all those different things that could be adding to it and allow him to refocus and resurface when he's ready to maybe do it. Because I do across the board, I believe everyone deserves another chance. Um, And I believe that. I do believe that, too, man. But I'm like, uh, I can't I like. One, the amount that we that it happens in sports leagues yeah. is is it just uh, I don't know it is I don't it, know it man. sets it a back. happens way too much yeah and it's acceptable way too much I can't I, can't, I think I it it happens so much in society and it goes unchecked that it's just a carryover we get a chance to see these famous people do what mm-hmm. normal guys mm-hmm. are doing because mm-hmm. most people who mm-hmm. commit domestic violence they go to work the next day and there are no consequences yeah. Yeah. and so it, it is it is that's a slippery slope there but yeah, I, I agree yeah. I just There's, I draw a line like, yeah that's one of those things where I I, I I don't know I just draw that line a little bit um so uh, let's talk, let's, let's talk. Cause this is our, this is our, um, sit up podcast is we take us, we're going to take a summer, t- summertime hiatus, right? Uh, there'll still be good content, new content coming every other week, uh, for you to listen into catch up with our sit up podcast. If you haven't listened and you need to catch up, take this time over the next couple months to do that, but it's summertime, right? And so we got to do a conversation about summer, uh, and what summer means and, uh, taking a break 
break. You know, I'm from Philly, summer, summertime, right? Relax and unwind kind of deal, right? So um, what do you do in the summer, right? Like, how do you relax? How do you unwind? You go to some festivals, some barbecues, right? Uh, hanging out late at night. It doesn't, here in, here in Portland, they don't get dark to 10 o'clock, 10.30 at night uh, in the summer. Uh, what, do, what do you do? How do you relax? How do you unwind? Church attendance reduces in the summer. And uh, we, 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 yeah, we've been trying to figure out like, it's new to me. Like, <laughs> is this another cultural space? Like, I, my mom, church attendance did not dip in the summer for me. I went to church in the summer just like it was winter. There was no, there was no change. Uh, so I don't know, maybe it's an age thing, maybe it's a new thing that church attendance dips so much in the summer, but it does. Yeah. And so, like, does it dip as much in, say, if you're in a, a you know, church where there's majority people of color? Does it dip more in a white church than it does in a church with people of color? Uh, we're just, we're, we're, we're yeah, yeah, I we're think trying for, to figure that out. Like, for me, the only thing I could think is if you can afford a vacation, you do it. Uh-huh. You know, but like uh-huh. our pastors never took sabbaticals or uh-huh. could afford them. Your pastor ain't sabbatical. <laughs> I did not when I was growing up. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't. And it was plenty of guys in the pulpit uh, that could have stepped up, right, but I don't remember right. a sabbatical at you all. Do, that's another. We gonna do some <laughs> polls, right? One poll is: um, Did your like did your church shrink in the summertime if you went to majority church with majority people of color? Did your church shrink in the summertime? We know your church shrinks in the summertime for the most part if you go to majority white church, right? Um, and maybe not all, but that thing definitely shrinks. Is that a cultural issue? We're going to make that a poll question. Um, and uh, uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah, chime in. Like, what did your church do in the summer? Did it shrink? Did you, did you, uh, <laughs> did you... <laughs> We we always had vacation vacation Bible school. So that was like a big thing for us. What's the question you got? So, so poll question is, is it cultural for church to shrink in the summertime? Yeah. Is that, do you think that's a cultural issue? Right. Um, And did your church shrink uh, based on whether majority white or majority people of color? so yeah. we want we want to know we we're not sure whether that's a cultural thing or not. And you know what? Like in in, in sit up fashion, like how we always tease out more of the question, why? <laughs> right. Like I'm always curious as to that. Like uh, why why does it shrink? Why is is that okay? Dude, Michelle like just child. Michelle said like summer in the black church is when you knew when you knew who had money to take a vacation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Now, my, I mean, we just pulled out those fans. That's it. It was didn't matter if it was hot in there. You you was there. Right, right, right. So, uh, so yeah, we 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 throwing that out on our. We we doing some polls this summer. That's gonna be one of. That's gonna be one of them. And then and then what do you like? What do you do in the summer? Um, do you chill out in the evenings? Um, do you look to go to more barbecues and more down? Like, or do you go to downtown festivals? Is that cultural? Right. Like in Philly, I would say it may not have been because like Fourth of July, all that like big events on a parkway. I don't know if that was cultural or not, but yeah, some some people are chiming chime back and like, no, those festivals downtown, we don't go to that stuff. That's for white people. I I don't well, know. Now in I Ke- want to know. 
in Kansas City, we had Juneteenth. Uh-huh, and that uh-huh. was in the heart of like 18th and Vine. So you were going like sort of like downtown. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But Juneteenth was something that everybody came to. It was always uh-huh, jazz uh-huh, going down. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. so you look forward to like three days of just that was the big celebration for us. Right. right and so right, right. we had it in Tulsa, Oklahoma also. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So it's kind of strange for me to come here to Portland where I, I hear there's a Juneteenth celebration. But downtown is the pride celebration. Uh, oh, the same weekend. Yeah, same weekend, same and it's week. and it's okay. the big okay. thing okay. here. Okay. Like okay. Pride Week, you know, it's it's more than it's a whole month, but like uh, they have the big parade, right? And then right. it was new for right. me when I last right. year, the first time I was here, and I was like, "Where's the Juneteenth at?" You know, and I was downtown. I was like, "Okay, I see a parade," and it was Pride. It wasn't it wasn't Juneteenth. Uh-huh. Juneteenth was somewhere buried. Up, now, the, up the way. You're going to have to, now you know our audience is, is diverse. Yeah. To, so I'm going to have to explain what Juneteenth is. <laughs> it's, it, it's, our, it's our Independence Day. Who's in the, what? Do you? As, oh. Well. Who's Independence Day? To be honest with you. Independence Day, July 4th, man. It, it, to be honest with you, it's the true Independence Day for the country. If you if you count us as five-fifths <laughs> human and real citizens, then it's the day that the country really actually became more free. But right. it, it's the day, it, I guess is what we mark as the celebration of the effective uh, of the Emancipation Proclamation being effective. Um, although, you know, I guess there's if you look at history, there's a lot of inconsistencies with it. But I'm glad to just say Juneteenth. Let's go. You know, what I'm saying like give us a date opposed to all the arguing of when it was signed, when it was effective, how many years it took for some states to actually acknowledge mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm, let's mm-hmm. just go with June, you know, Juneteenth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we celebrate it. So summer, summer. Meant Juneteenth. Yes. Right? It meant barbecue. It meant yes. being outside. Right? Yep. Uh, it means pumping your music up. Right? Music. Outside, loud right? music. A lot of music. Um, Cleaning your car. F- festivals. Now, for some cultures, summer means camping and hiking. Yes. Right? Um, do you camp or hike? Right? Uh, we're going to throw all this on poll because we want to know. And we want to know, like, if you camp, are you are you are you a person of color or are you white? Right, like we, we we're gonna we're gonna get these polls rolling. Or something. Yeah. It's gonna be fun um, because we want to see like what's cultural, what's really cultural or not. Like um, there's so so much back and forth. We know there are some things that are very cultural. Yeah. But but we 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 we, we want to learn a little bit more. Or there's people there. You mentioned Juneteenth. Yeah. There's people on this on this feed who are gonna watch this, they have no idea what you're talking about. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. what is Juneteenth? Black people celebrate Juneteenth in the summer, right? Uh and then if you talk about cultural, July 4th, how many native how many how many indigenous folks celebrate July 4th? I know my boy Mark Charles don't. <laughs> so um so summer doesn't mean a July 4th celebration if you're for some native folks, right? That's not what summer is. So summer, although it's this really cool time to get out, get about, be with your family, be with your friends, be with your loved ones, be with your boys, be with your girls, whoever you want to be with. But it also, there's different things to celebrate in the summer. Um, and there's cultural aspects of that. There's cultural mm-hmm. aspects of that, depending on what part of the country you're in. Because if you're in Miami, you ain't outside in July, right? Like, right. You right. just that ain't that just ain't happening. You ain't <laughs> out like that, right? Um, so, what's the cultural uh, culture of not just your race, but the place, geography, where you might be? Um, uh, would be a fun thing. Uh, but uh, so yeah, so that's sit up podcast. Uh, we're gonna get some some polls out this summer. Uh, also, um, 
uh, uh, we're teasing our Bay Area folks um, because um, uh, the three-peat is not in the cards uh, for this year. Uh, the 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 player that is Kawhi Leonard has happened to the Warriors, and uh, sorry, Bay Area, um, maybe next year um, because <laughs> um, them boys go up three one a night. Y'all know, like it's over, right? I'm, I'm I want I want to say this, thinking of you that. I like how you're we're trying to like in the most petty way you're trying to be sincere. We're 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 we're, we're, so, we're sorry that uh, <laughs> that this ends this year and uh, and Katie might be gone. You know those rumors and um, big free agency year. And if if uh, Kawhi Leonard goes to L.A. and plays with LeBron, the Warriors might not even make the finals next year. So yeah, so I'm I'm sorry. How how was that? I think it was. I, I, it came across sincere. Good. Yeah. Uh, uh, good. I, it so, touched my heart. There, there you are. <laughs> there, there, there you are. There's all all sincerity from me uh, to Warrior Nation. Um, it was a good run, but um, but it's over. All right. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well. So uh, we <laughs> we're thankful for again. Uh, those of you who have been following along the Sit Up podcast, we have had a couple few thousand um, yeah. uh, folks listening in, and uh, that has been fantastic for our first six months. Um, we are going to uh, take a summer break, but there's going to be some content still still out for the summer. Yeah, uh, we're going to do a lot of polls on the summer, and we're going to do a couple of live broadcasts. We're going to do we we're probably going to do yeah. one on Juneteenth. Um, so talk about Juneteenth a little more and the celebration. Uh, we might do one on the Fourth of July and talk about why some people don't celebrate Fourth of July. So uh, we'll be there'll be some summertime stuff going on. Uh, thank you all for following along with Sit Up Podcast and our first six months um and uh, we appreciate the love uh to the few thousand downloads out there that that have been walking walking with us um we look to come back in the fall strong and ready to go um catch up if you have not listened to the sit up podcast yeah. catch up uh you a lot can get of it good on shows. itunes you yeah. can get it we've had a number of great folks on the show um so we look forward to that uh, michelle you know i got nothing but love for you out there um, and thinking about you uh, tonight in about two hours, um, I'll, I'll, I'll chime in and let you know how I'm feeling. All right. Um, God bless. This is Leroy Barber, the Sit Up Podcast. Uh, let's begin our summer. Talk to y'all later. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin.